Hey guys and welcome back to the channel. Carlos Alcaraz versus Alexander Zverev in the quarterfinals of the US Open 2023 tournament. We were expecting and anticipating an Alcaraz Sinner quarterfinal, but Sasha Zverev has spoiled the party. And I'm going to explain in this video why I think it's going to be a lot closer than maybe some people might expect. Before we do get into it though, remember to hit that like button, do subscribe if you're new and do leave a rating or review if you're listening on podcast platform. So if you've watched my preview videos before, you'll know how we break it down. But for those who are new or haven't watched them, I'll briefly explain. We look at it in three different aspects. So the first aspect is looking at the matches so far they played up until this stage in the tournament. Very briefly going through who they played and how they've come through them. Then we'll look at the head-to-head, so what matches have they played in the past and what matches may be of significance going forward into this matchup on the hard courts of Flushing Meadows. Then ultimately, I will give a analysis on how I think it's going to play out on court, things to look out for, technical and tactical situations that may arise, and give you guys my prediction of who I think is going to win. Right. Okay. Alcaraz has had a much easier go of it just because of his route, and that would make sense given his ranking, and it's to be expected, I think. Um, unless, you know, there were some massive upsets on Zverev's half where he ended up playing unseeded qualifiers uh, for the majority of it, which is very unlikely. Uh, he's always going to have a tougher draw. So, Alcaraz has beaten Alnaldi most recently. Before that, he beat Evans in four sets. Lloyd Harrison straight sets. Kepfer was his first round match and he beat him after Kepfer had to retire. In terms of... Alexander Zverev, he played the epic against Yannick Sinner, winning in five sets. Uh, we'll talk about how that might have a potential physical toll on him because it was a very long, long match. And look, I mean, they finished, I think, past 1 a.m. Uh, you, I was about to say UK time, but US local time in New York. And look, he's had a bit of time to recover, but it's still, it'll be interesting to see how he holds up just because... Of course, he had that long layoff with the injury, the ankle injury. I know he's been back for a while, but he hasn't played a lot of really long matches like this since his comeback. So let, let's see how he fares. But if he stays fit, I think we could be in for a very exciting match against Alcaraz. Also played Dimitrov. That was a good win in four sets. Dimitrov's had one of the best seasons he's had since, I think, about 2017. It's been a really, really good season for him. And it was a good win for Zverev. Zverev also beat a fellow countryman out mine four sets and Vukic in straights. In terms of the head-to-head, they play each other a few times, uh, to be honest. And I, I think it's one of those weird ones because the Madrid win was so comprehensive from Alcaraz last year uh, on his way to a ridiculously impressive Masters 1000 title, beating Djokovic, Nadal, and then, uh, well, Nadal, Djokovic, and then Zverev. But soon after, he lost to Zverev on the clay at Roland Garros in the quarterfinal. And, you know, it's one of those things that you kind of look at it and think, oh, that's very weird. And Zverev actually does lead the head-to-head 3-2. But the first few times they played were in 2021. Zverev won in straight sets. Look, I mean, since last year, it's 2-1 Carlos Alcaraz. Um, that win in Madrid and then Zverev beat him in a very tight match in Roland Garros, 6-4, 6-4, 4-6, 7-6, and 9-7 in that tiebreaker. So he came up clutch, to be fair, Sasha. Uh, and then he lost to Alcaraz in Madrid this year. They played again. Alcaraz won 6-1, 6-2. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. 
the matchup on paper, and I think tactically as well, is not the best for Zverev. But it's not as bad as, say, an Alcaraz-Medvedev matchup. That's for sure. I think it's somewhere in between a Medvedev and Sinner matchup. Um, Zverev versus Alcaraz. I think Sinner, there's a reason why he has a three-all head-to-head with Carlitos. And it's because he has the the baseline power, the physicality, the athleticism to match Alcaraz. And, and at times make him feel uncomfortable and push him back with pace or with precision. And Zverev has a bit of a different game. Big serve, you know, he tries to use angles and depth and, you know, good returner as well, very good returner. Uh, Interestingly as well, before we get into the nitty-gritty and the more technical aspects of how this might play out, in terms of the ace count, he's relatively near the top 51 aces. Uh, He's ranked number six. Uh, Goho, TFO, Fritz, and Isner all out. The only person left who's above him is Ben Shelton on 76 aces, who's been an absolute firecracker in this tournament. Uh, made the semifinals, and he'll play Djokovic. We'll be doing a preview for that as well. In terms of, though, an interesting stat that I have is first set points one, neither player is to be seen actually in the top 20 players, which is pretty surprising. Although the, the highest or the least highest, who's uh, Arthur Fields, that's 77%. They do look at just players who have played one match as well. So maybe not the best indicator. But what is a great indicator is second serve points one. Now, Carlos Alcaraz, he tops the list at 65%. Uh, interestingly enough, by the way, behind that, well, I guess it's not that interesting. It's not that surprising that John Isner at 63%. But look, I mean, Alcaraz... Topping the second serve points one list to me is a really interesting, very, very interesting stat. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because Alcaraz just seems to be able to utilize a very complete game. And he doesn't have massive weaknesses and holes in his game. With a lot of players, you can say, you know, it's their second serve or, or their backhand is not as reliable. Uh, it could be their athleticism or their agility. Uh, it, it could be a few things where they don't have enough. They're a bit underpowered when it comes to the baseline exchanges or they don't have a net game. But Alcaraz seems to be complete enough that we can't really point out massive gaping or a, a massive gap gaping hole anyway in his game. Uh, but if we talk about first serve receiving points, one, Zverev is actually at the top um, at 116 points. One, I mean, that might be a bit misleading, though, because obviously if you played more matches, well, sorry, if you played longer matches against people, then like, and you've come through them, then more likely than not, you're going to have one more return points, that is. Uh, it would be nice if they had the US Open have the stats in percentages that would be more accurate. But yeah, uh, it's a bit misleading, I think, that stat, to be honest. Because if you're in straight sets every single match like a Djokovic, you're not going to top it, are you? Because you are, even though you might be the best returner in terms of ability and percentage-wise, cumulatively, it's not going to be the same. So maybe something for me to write into US Open about. But anyways... Let's talk about tactically and technically. So, right, let's talk about the serve and return dynamic first because, you know, I like to start off with that. 
Zverev serve is going to be really key against Alcaraz. Uh, he he needs to try and get as many free points as possible. Now that's easier said than done, of course. Zverev has been very interesting, I would say, on serve. Against Sinner, he only served six double faults in a five-setter, which I think is quite impressive. And from what I can remember, he only served one double fault in a really crucial point, which was a, a break point, I think, in the fourth set. And look, I mean, he, look, six double faults is not bad. Uh, Sinner actually hit more at seven. 70% of first has made in that last match against Sinner as well over a five-set match, which I think is extremely good. Uh, Sinner was only at 54% and 70% of first serve points won. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Uh, 16 aces. Win is 56 to 46 unforced errors. Net points won 31 out of 54 for Zverev in that match. Uh, just reading off some of the stats, getting a bit carried away on the stats there, aren't I? Uh, but yeah, in terms of the, the serve, look, I mean, there's always going to be the question mark around whether he's going to hit double fault in an important moment or is he going to go through a stage where he hits loads of double faults in a row. We haven't really seen that at the US Open. And to be fair, we haven't really seen it much at all since his comeback. Now, he doesn't seem, at least to me anyway, to have made any technical changes to his serve. It's still a very, very similar, if not the exact same technique which he's used throughout his whole career. But... It seems to maybe at the moment anyway be more reliable or is reliable uh, to a certain degree. So that that's a positive for him. And if he's able to hold up against Alcaraz, he'll have some games where he should get through them. Because even though Alcaraz is a very good returner, Zverev has enough variety on his serve. He can hit the slice serve out wide on the juice side. He can go, he can go hard and flat down the tee. He can go into the body with a kick serve and. You know, I, I think it's crucial that he makes a lot of first serves because his second serve, though it's a good kick serve and has a lot of spin and kicks up, it isn't particularly quick. He doesn't necessarily hear spots much on it either. He kind of just relies on it being a rally starter at times and he knows he's tall and he gets a lot of bounce. So some most opponents are not going to be able to attack that big, but they will get to neutral. And he's almost conceding that, okay, I'm going to have to play this point from neutral and he's almost happy to. Uh, in a sense, because he trusts his shot tolerance for the most part. In terms of Alcaraz returning against Zverev's serve, I think it's going to be interesting because will Alcaraz stand very far back? I imagine he will. If you're Zverev, you try and then start serving out wide more. But Alcaraz is so athletic that he might actually get to a lot of those balls, to be honest with you, still. But even if he does, if Zverev can drag him out anyway... It does open up the court. Now, he might need to be a bit more crafty or clever with how he then proceeds in that in those points because a lot of people, what they tend to do against Alcaraz and even a sinner is rather than trying to have variety and think about and anticipate their movements, that's the opponent's movements, Alcaraz or sinner, they tend to just think, well, I've got the open court, I've got a target, let's just hit it. Uh, and when they do that, especially with a lot of players um, who maybe haven't played them much at all, they won't, they'll be like, okay, I've got a lot of open court, don't need to hit the particularly hard or particularly deep, just hit it in uh, 50%, 60%, you know, deep enough and it'll be a winner. Next thing you know, Sinner or Alcaraz, they've got a cross because they have motored to the other side of the court 
and they get there and they may be on a stretch, but they still end up hitting a very high quality ground stroke. Now, Zverev might need to mix it up a bit and go behind Alcaraz at times, maybe even just faint a little bit as if he's going to go, say if it's an into out forehand, he, was going, he goes into in instead. Um, it'll be interesting to see because I think even though I know he'll probably back his shot torrents, the issue that he's going to have is that he doesn't want to be in rallies where Alcaraz is on the front foot at all. And we'll talk about that a bit more in a minute. Actually, I don't want to get too much into that because that's a real crucial point to point to discuss. And I think it's something that we need to really dig into. But yeah, the server turn dynamics there is interesting. I think it's rare, though, if you can hit 70% of first serves in like Idian Sinus or even, he puts himself in a very good position to win games on his serve. And I also think that he's backing it up better. I feel like he's been more expansive on his ground strokes and he's been not necessarily super attacking. He's not been reckless, but he's been more calculated with his aggression and he's realized that the first strike after serve is crucial. And against an Alcaraz or say when he played Sinner, uh, even more so because these guys will pounce on anything that they feel they can step into. Uh, So yeah, I, I think Alcaraz... You know, he will have some success, I imagine, on the returns. But if Zverev is able to up his game on serve, or at least maintain the level that he's had, he should be able to give himself a fighting chance in those service games for sure. Uh, Alcaraz's serve, uh, you know, it's been much improved. There's a lot talked about it um, in the last six to nine months. And he does win more free points. He's bolted up. He's serving quick. I mean, he'll be probably matching Zverev's speed for the most part in a lot of instances. He does like the kick serve out wide from the ad side, even on a hard court. Uh, after talking about, by the way, that he pref- his favorite surfaces apparently are hard court, grass, and clay in that order, which is very interesting. But yeah, so the, the kick serve is there. He does like utilizing it, and it's a different change up. He'll come and serve and volley at times. Uh, he'll try and transition forward, and he'll try and be on the front foot whenever he can. And uh, you know, I think with him, his plus one ground stroke or whatever it is, a volley, a ground stroke, but his serve plus one is really up there now with some of the best because his serve, I think, still is a little bit underpowered. Uh, not necessarily, sorry, let me rephrase. Not necessarily underpowered, but a little bit inconsistent. Um, doesn't always hit his spots as well. I feel like he could still win more free points on it. But his plus one is so good that for the most part, you know, it kind of covers up any cracks on his serve, which is an interesting thing to witness because, you know, you just wonder what level would he then reach if he were to improve his serve further, which I'm sure he will do so at some point. That's a serve return dynamic. And I think Zverev, though, we've got to talk about Zverev's returning because he is, in my opinion, one of the best returners on tour. He's very, very good when it comes to making a lot of returns for one uh, and two, also being able to put the server on the back foot with depth on the returns. I think he, from what I saw against Sinner, he was standing quite far back. And if he does that, he could be in trouble because despite having the really wide wingspan and being able to get a lot of balls, Alcaraz is very good at hitting the wide serve, especially from the juice side and then coming forward to volley. 
And his Zverev then has two options, right? One option is he goes very ambitiously down the line um, at an angle behind the baseline, two to three feet kind of diagonal behind the baseline, which is going to be a very tough, tough shot to execute and execute consistently. Um, or he goes for a very short angle cross court, or he does say he goes for a lob down the line, which is my preferred option uh, to be honest with you in those instances, um, or even cross court, but it's got to be a good enough lob that Alcaraz can't hit a smash at the net or transition. Uh, it's got to be deep enough. So the quality has to be there. And he literally puts himself on the back foot by standing that far back. But for Zverev, he likes taking the ball. Uh, you know, he doesn't necessarily like taking the ball super early. And he does enjoy giving himself more time. And I do feel like his forehand, it's it's very open, his forehand. And I do feel like sometimes he struggles on it when there's a lot of pace coming his way and he's rushed. Uh, so that might be why he maybe gives himself a bit more space than some other players. Uh, but generally speaking, the, the, the returning is up there as some of the as, no, with some of the best players on tour. In terms of other tactics, so I, I think we can talk about it more generally rather than forehand to forehand, backhand to backhand. We might touch one in a second. But the key for me when it comes to Zverev is making sure that he is not playing passive tennis. I've said this in a lot of my videos when I talked about Zverev, and it still holds true. Alexander Zverev is best when he's on the front foot playing calculated, aggressive tennis. That doesn't mean that he, I'm asking him to play a really aggressive, reckless tennis where he comes forward, seven volleys, and just for the sake of it, tries to go for winners really early. I'm not asking him to be impatient. What I'm asking him to do, though, is try and be the one that changes direction first. I thought he was really impressive against Sinner in a lot of instances when he was going line first on the backhand, the forehand was firing as well. I think, feel like when the backhand and forehand line is working for Zverev, it's a very positive sign because it means one of two things. One, it means that he's hitting the ball, like he's timing the ball well. But two, what it also means is he is willing to be more expansive rather than just getting involved in cross-court exchanges and hoping that the opponent is going to make make a mistake and being happy with that he's trying to take the point into his own hands he's trying to take it which trying to take control um, of the situation i feel like that's when zarev's at his best uh, because if you let alcaraz take control alcaraz is going to take the match away from you he loves being on the front foot. He loves being in control. Uh, so I do feel like it's very, very important for Zverev because even though Alcaraz is very good defensively, I don't think it's his preferred you know, position to be in. I think he can be made to feel uncomfortable on the back foot a lot more than if it was someone trying to make him feel uncomfortable on the front foot or transitioning or coming forward to the net. Uh, so I think Zverev has got to hit with quality um, he's got to make sure that he's, you know, doesn't necessarily need to out-hit Alcaraz, but he needs to be smarter than Alcaraz. And that means utilizing angles, going deep, uh, going line first, trying to get Alcaraz into positions in points where he feels like he's having to defend a lot of Alcaraz. And sometimes what Alcaraz will do is when he's defending for a long period, he will then get frustrated. He'll get impatient and he'll go for something which isn't on and he'll go for too much and he'll make a mistake. So Zverev might be able to also kind of 
well, induce that out of Alcaraz, which would be to his advantage because the German, you know, he needs all the help he can get when it comes to this matchup, I think, just because he may be slightly tired. Um, Alcaraz has the physical and mental edge, probably given that recent match as well in Madrid. In my opinion, this is going to go at least four sets. I think Zverev will take at least a set. Do I think Zverev can win? Yes, I do, actually. I think if he has a really good match, uh, as we saw against Sinner, he's able to compete. I think he's moving really well generally as well, Zverev. Um, some, probably the best I've seen him move since his comeback, and he's been very, very good. The forehand is a lot less spinny, a lot less flat through the surface, and uh, it's been a weapon at times, which is a real positive. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Alcaraz in four sets. I I wouldn't be surprised if Zverev does something here, though, in honesty, because Alcaraz has been playing well, but he hasn't been playing lights out, in my opinion. And he hasn't come up against anyone as challenging as Zverev so far at this US Open. So I don't think that really means much for someone like Carlitos, but we'll see how he gets on. Uh, I've, I'm going for him to win. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section below. Who do you think is going to win and why?